Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. I get to enter the golden door, Brains, here on the edge. The place where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. And our guest today is Kimberly Shepard. And her pronoun is she, her, they. Yes, ma'am. Mine is uh, we, they, and ours. <laughs> no controversy there. So uh, how do you show up in the world, Kimberly Shepard? I show up as someone dedicated to young people. Uh, that is that is my passion, and I, it's a privilege. Really? So when you say young, how young are you talking? 45, 30? Uh, 13 to about, uh, I, you know, 25-ish is my range. Yeah, that 13 is such a tender age. It is. It is. It is. So what are you seeing now in the world of, Teenagers, you know, they're so into the devices. I just find it offensive. I just have to be downright ugly. Tell them to turn it off and put it away. I don't like that. I don't. But it's their it's their way of communicating. This is who they are. This is their generation. That's that's in the way that corded telephones back in our high school days were our way or we wrote those little notes on line paper to our friends and folded them up in fancy ways and stuffed them in the little vent in the locker oh i know yeah like this uh-huh yep yep this is their is this is their way snapchat is their little folded piece of paper yeah well you know it's dangerous because you are isolated you know people can't watch you I, I don't know i'm gonna watch it yeah, it, it connects them though. They are connected there. No, it, it's fine. They can connect, but what they do is they isolate me because I don't connect in the same way. Yes, that is true. They don't want us there. No, they, you know, well, they don't know how to appreciate us there. And it's a lost art. It's like having class or, you know, you can't buy that stuff. No, but again, remember, I mean, I didn't ask my mother to proof the, wrote, read those notes that I gave to my friend either. Yeah, but you wasn't doing it 24-7, just, I, I, don't, I don't know, it's different. And I, <laughs> it is, it's a it's a different time. But I don't like it, I don't have to, I like it. You, you don't, it. you don't. I know, <laughs> because I was sitting with some young people, and they were, one was sitting in the front seat, one was in the back, and this is how they were communicating, and it was such a turnoff. <laughs> so, anyway, um, you know, and it's a lost art in parenting. Um... Do I rule with an iron fist? No, but my daughter is 35 and I still demand excellence. Because if I don't, I don't think anybody else will. Now, I meet her where she is, you know, and sometimes she'd be way left. <laughs> I just tell you myself. What do you say to that parent that's just got this child that's just, you know, out there? Well, I, I do two things. I want to know where that child's coming from and I want to know where that parent's coming from and where they are meeting. So I work with parents. I actually do one-on-one -on -one parent counseling and I do group parent counseling. Oh, 
because parenting teens is not something we're well prepared for. You know, we read a thousand books before we have a baby and while we're pregnant. And, you know, we're so concerned with doing everything just right when that baby is born. But we kind of get to age, you know, 12, 11, 12, 13, and we're like, oh, my gosh, this baby isn't a baby anymore. And I don't know them and I don't know what to do. And how do I not mess this up? And they're angry all the time and they're yelling at me and I yell back and, you know, and, 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 and. So I kind of come in there and I say, hey, this is, I, this is all normal. This is, this is how this goes, but here's where you've got to meet, as you said, meet your child where they are, and your child is no longer your baby. They'll always be your baby in some ways, but they are not a baby anymore. No, once they hit that front door, girl, they uh, belong <laughs> to the world. I'm telling you. And, you. and you've got to prepare them for that world and support them yeah, so that when I, they're out there. But see, this is, that's, you're talking in contradiction. If I can't communicate with you, if I can't show you, teach you, feel you, let you taste it, I can't teach you. That is my way of teaching. Yeah. We only have two purposes in this life, is to learn and to teach. Simple as that. Okay. But Where I, does loving come in there? Well, you know, that's intertwined in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's a lot to love. Okay? But love is reciprocal. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I'm just still a little toughy on that. I like some, you know, I like some talking, uh, eating together. Uh, you know, even Those are excellent things. Oh, my gosh. There's so many ways to connect. I just was working with a parent about how to connect to, it was actually a father connecting to a daughter. And I talked to the father about a variety of things that they could do because they were feeling disconnected and their child was feeling disconnected from them. And, you know, the relationship that they once had is different from the one they're currently having and the one they might like to have in, say, five years or ten years. And we have to evolve with those things. And we've got to keep connecting with our kids. We can't do the same, you know, back, I used to play Play-Doh with my daughter. You know, she doesn't want to play Play-Doh with me anymore. But... I can do other things, other ways of connecting with her creatively if, if that's her thing and if that's my thing. So it's, it is a constant reconnection, okay. and that's important. I know, but sometimes I just can't find the socket to connect. Where'd you get all your wisdom from, Kimberly? <laughs> Uh, a lifetime of working with young people. I've, I've been working with teens since I was a teen, practically. So I started out manning a teen hotline in college for runaways. And I then became, after college, I became a social worker. I worked with adolescents in a psychiatric hospital for a number of years. And then I worked in college admission for a couple of decades. And I've been on my own in private practice now for 11 years. Wow, you are doing the most. (laughs) You are. All right, so let me dial back on some of the places that you've worked. Let's talk about these young college women. Mm-hmm. Okay. Call me old-fashioned if you like. You know, but unpe- uh, peeling the onion is sexy. But all you see is just the core. There's nothing there. And I say that about discretion. They mm-hmm. have, uh, the March Madness. You, know, you don't walk down San Diego Street in a uh, 
little stream bikini and not you're doing it to get attention of course and so do you think that colleges because a couple girls got in some trouble do you think colleges have a responsibility to monitor and be responsible for these frat houses and and all of that and the education and the public service announcements do you think the college has a responsibility to do that i do think colleges have a responsibility um they are in most cases housing and educating and feeding young people young adults and i mean they have a responsibility no question now that responsibility isn't the same as being a parent of course and i think that parents have to be very mindful of the fact that you know when their child is on a college campus what you know they have free a freedom they've never had before i know they're getting turned up yep <laughs> they are getting turned up all of their just and and you know they're not they're, they're not going to their advisor their college advisor and saying yeah i don't know like how should i approach this you know upcoming you know greek week or whatever it is no they're they're just leaning on their friends and their friends are saying yeah we're doing this we're gonna drink we're gonna get high we're gonna you know whatever we're gonna do and again i mean as a parent that's you should still be in ongoing communication i don't care if your child is 18 or 20 or 25 Girl, it's not the, 35 and yeah. you're worried to piss out of me at 35 <laughs> and the worry never ends no okay let's dial back another layer mental health mental mm. health is uh, it's hard to detect what is the level getting the cocktail right with the medication uh, spiritually connecting. I got a girlfriend that told me that her son is cutting. Girl, it broke my heart. It's devastating. Really into a million pieces, and uh, she is like the super mom, and he's got you know some uh, some attention deficit dis, uh, deficit disorder. disorder. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a young man, and she's hanging in there with him. She is hanging in there with him. She is a soldier. You know. So, what do you say to those parents? You know, how do we keep them encouraged? So mental health, I mean, we, mental health is just as important in some ways, perhaps even more important than physical health. And, you know, think about it. How often do we get something on our body check? We go to the dentist, we go to the eye doctor, we go to the regular doctor, we get, you know, whatever. People have their feet checked, you know, all kinds of things. But we don't have in our country a way of mental wellness checkup. And unfortunately, a lot of times that falls to parents. And so we do, we have to kind of keep our finger on the pulse of our child's mental wellness, changes in behavior. So withdrawal or being more, you know, or all of a sudden they're partying all the time, they're seeing every friend they've ever known, you know, when they were quieter before, that could be a sign of something shifting. Being very, very withdrawn, changes in sleeping habits, eating habits, Both any of these things. Check their phone. You know, Absolutely. I will do that. You know, sure. One, one time my daughter got out of line, girl, I had to take the door off the hinges. And I think, you know. I have a strategy. You don't have to put your hands on these kids, but you got to have a way to penetrate. You do. You do. And you have to be very aware. You can't. You can't just gloss over things or because the problems that can beginning to build and they snowball and by the time, you know, if you're just kind of going, yeah, everything's okay. I'm just not going to really look too closely over there. Things can be 
terrible by the time you you know you put real eyes on them so I always say you know the constant communication absolutely having specific check-ins if you're not having regular family dinners and it you know I I do like them but they're not for everybody I understand that so then what you know there has to be something are there car rides where there's no phones and you're having conversation are there regular you know events of some type that you're doing you know taking walks I, I know a, a mother daughter and they have their regular evening walks and they walk for a good hour and a half that's excellent time to talk because also you're it's a it's an interesting thing it's the same thing with being in the car you're not looking at each other and so some pressure is off you're looking forward it's it's just a little bit easier sometimes for young people to talk in that way than facing you know eye to eye so having that you have to stay checked in and you have to be aware absolutely and when you see things you know don't necessarily think it's all on you as a parent there are so many resources our schools are full of resources our communities have resources get your child's pediatrician involved there's no reason you don't have to be alone handling these massive problems with you know depression anxiety you know other challenges it, this isn't something to try to fix on your own right because you'd be doing too much yeah run away I saw some young girls that were being human trafficked yeah. over here by the soul food restaurant. By the soul food restaurant. I was sitting there looking out the window and they was doing too much. You know, I was there doing some work on my computer about three hours. I was seeing a whole lot of activity. I went over to the councilwoman's office, which is across the street. I told her to handle that. Yeah. Uh, these gang members are putting them down what they call on the blade brains on the blade. They are getting more traction out of them than they could get out of any cocaine. Uh, you have these pedophiles, you have, um, you know, children that are just abused for whatever reason, or sometimes they just want to be emancipated and leave. Yeah. What is, what is the, the runaway look like? What do they look like now? You know, the, the challenge with the runaway is they can almost look like anything. And as a parent, you know, <laughs> by the point at which your child is on the run and, you know, and, and just kind of in the wind I mean that's a that's a dangerous place to be because yes I mean you can report you can go to the authorities you can do you know do all the things but I mean truly your resources in getting that child back are extremely limited you know the the best place to begin is long before then talk to your child about listen if it feels like it's so bad here that you can't stand another minute What's what's an escape plan that we could both agree on? Is there an aunt or uncle? Is there a godparent? Is there a neighbor or a friend? Make an escape hatch for your child before they need an escape hatch so that their option isn't just I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go into the wind. I'm gonna be gone. And I know it sounds scary to think about those things. And it's scary to have to talk to our kids about pedophiles and human trafficking. But better that than they're out there innocently you know at the store or somewhere and a victim yeah education starts at home yes and it starts in early ages yes you, know, you teach them about your nose and your ears and your lips mm -hmm. well you can say vagina and penis and yes they're not dirty words no absolutely not and have a conversation that you know that you're worthy that you're beautiful yes you're special when you add that aroma to it you know that was a little Spengali my mother put on me girl. I just 
I'm telling you, when I broke my virginity, I went home and told her it was just quite the event. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, and that was a beautiful, beautiful thing I could share with my mother. Everybody can't say that. Yeah, no, no, that's incredible. You got the young girl now that's pregnant that can't even have a right to choose. It's unbelievable. Taking us back a hundred years. Oh my gosh, it's horrifying. So what do you do for fun and recreation when you are not taking care of the folks' kids? <laughs> <laughs> I spend a lot of time with my own daughter. I have a senior in high school, and we uh, we have a lot of fun together. Um, I I date. I have a I have a special man in my life. No, you don't, girl. <laughs> oh, what you said. Well, I can tell you, he lights you up because you're just as giddy when you think about it. <laughs> He's a wonderful person. Hey, well, I like that boyfriend kind of stage. That's what I call my husband sometimes. It's now, very fun. His code, his code name is uh, Mr. Magnificent. He, <laughs> I love that. I've been married to him 38 years, and he's adoring. What makes you light up just about your bow? What just makes you so happy about him? <laughs> I think our we have a very playful, very silly relationship, and I, I really – it just – it's just such an ease and a, a lightness to it. Um, I haven't experienced that in a long time. It's really great. Well, that is really good. Now, how was that to introduce your daughter into a new man in your life? So I've been divorced seven years, and she has only met two people in that time, um, and she didn't like either of them. <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't last. <laughs> And um, but she is she is very fond of my current beau. So um, we'll see. We're actually the three of us are having dinner tonight. Wow. Well, what do you say to the um, the young girl that you know opposes that, and the mother that may not be kind of you know taking it in because it's a package deal at that point. Yeah, it is. And I think you know. I mean, we all we all make mistakes and we all, you know, do things that are not, you know, look back and we say, oh, I wish I'd done this differently or that. But but one thing I can say that I'm really pleased that I did and something I talk to people about a lot is making sure your child knows that they are still number one for you always, that they will always be number one for you, that, you know, there's not any new person coming into your life isn't going to replace them or take their space and that you'll always prioritize them and caring for them. Um, you know, I, I think when my, when my daughter's father and I split, one of the things I said to her was, you know, she was like, I, I don't, you know, she was nine. So, <laughs> you know, her big concern was, you know, am I going to have a stepfather or stepmother? And of course, you know, at that moment, I mean, we were nothing about that. But I said to her, you know, if in this future you, you have a stepfather or stepmother, just know that the more people that love you in this world, the better off you are. And your father or mother would never be involved with someone who wouldn't love you like we do. Right. So, you know, and I, I think that's, that's the approach. Yeah, that's very authentic. You know, and you can, you know, as an adult, a single person, single parent dating, you know, date all you like. But your child doesn't need to meet those people. No. You can go and you can do things and date and be out and, you know. Yeah, too, I did an interview for Mother's Day. Two young women, two young mothers, and she says, "Oh, I've got the six-month rule." I said, "They can behave till six months. Yeah, month seven, they just come up out the ground." Yeah. So, <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> so you have to 
gradually introduce your child and let them know, hey, I'm going on a date. This is the person we've been on a couple dates. You know, I might like them. And, you know, invite yes. them to the conversation. Do you want to meet them? What have you? Yeah. With their friends. Yep. You know who their friends are. Oh, absolutely. It's a telltale sign. It's a telltale sign. Let's ask some fun questions of Kimberly Shepard. <laughs> you were a fruit. What fruit would you be? I'd be a pineapple. Oh. <laughs> I can be a little prickly. Okay. But I'm sweet inside. Oh boy, I think I'd be a mango. Mm. <laughs> mango. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? Oh, I would be my Vitamix. Powerhouse. Powerhouse. And you can make it creamy, smooth, it can heat you, up everything. Yep, I can make a soup, I can make a Ah, Anything. <laughs> I think I'd be the refrigerator. Mm. So I could just chill. <laughs> I love that. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Hmm. I think I'd probably be the animal that's my business logo, which is a, a winking owl. So I'm, you know, I'm full of knowledge, but I'm, uh, I'm cheeky about it. Okay. Yeah, a Native American uh, shaman priestess gave me two spirit animals and one was an elephant and one was an owl oh wow i love it i love it so girl you got you're all adorned with all this what's up with your look i love that those glasses speak volumes (laughs) and that necklace pull your hair back let's see your necklace oh this is this is made for me by a by a artist a local artist that i love she makes um button bracelets and these are all bakelite buttons that she made into a necklace isn't that gorgeous that is absolutely gorgeous so jewelry makes you I happy. love jewelry. Yes. I love jewelry too. Yeah. I love jewelry. Especially unique things like like something handmade or you know made special for me or I, I love things like that. If you had three wishes, what would they mm. be? Oh, that's tough. I think You know, you you want to wish for peace in the world, right? Like you 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 want to be that person, but I honestly, you know, I very selfishly, I I would wish for an amazing life for my daughter. I think that would be my first wish, just a, a life filled with joy and health. That would be that would be my big wish. Um, I think that. We would really, you know, the the uh, the old uh, expression or the uh, it was a tagline, you know, no child left behind, right. which uh, you know kind of was really never true. If no child could really be left behind, if we could actually just bring all children along with us and support them through to adulthood fully, that would be another wish for me. And I think maybe a final wish would be. Um, that we all learn to appreciate where we are and what we have. Wow. All right. Uh, vanilla <laughs> ice cream or Neapolitan? Vanilla. Very good vanilla, though. Very good vanilla. I'm picky. Rum or cognac? Rum. Uh. <laughs> Mayonnaise or mustard? 
Oh, both. It depends on the item. You can't put mayonnaise on a hot dog. Wow. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. And you need mayonnaise for egg salad, which I love. I know. Well, you but I put mustard in my egg salad, too. Oh, I do, too. Honey mustard. Yeah. Mm. Or, or a, a Dijon. Speaking of yeah. that, what's your best recipe? Okay, so big secret, I don't cook. <laughs> but the few things I do know how to make, one of them that's excellent is chicken enchiladas. Mm. Sour cream chicken enchiladas. It's on the sauce. Well, you know what? You are spicy. You are wise. <laughs> um, you're beautiful, and you got oh, it thank together. You. And thank you so much for being here with me on the Edge Brains. You got to check out Kimberly Shepherd. Okay, <laughs> maybe she can help you and your kids. I would love to. You adjust, like I'm trying to adjust this picture because it's out of focus, and I'm telling you, it's a lot of stuff going on. Yes, I'm old school, but you know what? It didn't steer me wrong, but it's a combination because love transcends over time, generations, epigenetics, and pain and sorrow and all that other stuff. All we have is a little bit of time. So don't yeah. spend in chaos and conflict. Get with Kim. Get your stuff together. So I'm going to get in contact with you, Kimberly Shepard. KimberlyShepard.com. Kimberly's traditional spelling, shepherd like the dog or the man with the sheep. KimberlyShepherd.com. All right. Grace, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye, Kimberly. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.